Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm Tamala Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to episode three of Codependent Me podcast. This week, I'd like to talk to you all about the serenity prayer. But first, I'd like to check in with you. So if you're newly diagnosed with codependency, be sure to get a sponsor, attend meetings, write in your journal, and read recovery material. For those that have been in recovery for a while, please be sure to tell your story. Sometimes we get a little bit hesitant to sharing our uh, story with people, being vulnerable, but it really helps other people. And remember, your story matters and you never know who you can help. Wherever you are in your journey, please be sure to do a temperature check with yourself. It makes a big difference. So now the serenity prayer. This prayer is especially important to those in recovery. I suggest that you keep a copy of the serenity prayer with you at all times. But if you can memorize it, that's even better. This prayer has been used for decades. Although I've heard it several times in my past, it became especially important to me when I was 15. My best friend died from a brain aneurysm. After coming home from the hospital, I was devastated and truly in a daze. This was in the late 80s. My mom had then what would now be called a daily devotional calendar. It was with index cards. Someone actually typed 365 devotions, then punched holes in them and gathered them together so you could flip the cards daily. Talk about moving forward in devotional calendars in time, right? Um, Talking about my best friend. This is still kind of hard. So I was devastated and My best friend had not only passed, but it was the first time that I experienced a young person dying. So to keep my mind busy, I turned her calendar to April 12th, and it had, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I knew then that God knew me, that God saw me. Because what a powerful prayer for a 15-year-old who had just lost her best friend. The serenity prayer is for all types of recovery. And for me, it was fantastic for my grief. There is a longer version of the prayer. So you can just go to my bestie Google and look up the serenity prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr. I want to take a moment and break down the serenity prayer. The first part is amazingly similar to the first couple of steps in codependency. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The words God grant me is so humbling. You're admitting that the power needed is bigger than you. The serenity to accept things I cannot change. That's finding peace in what I cannot control. The prayer says things, but I suggest that you take a moment and replace things with people and see how that digests. God grant me the serenity 
to accept the people I cannot change. You may want to pause me and sit in that. The next part is the courage to change the things that I can. The spoiler alert is the only thing that you can change is you. It takes an extraordinary person to change the very existence of you. That extraordinary person has to walk his or her talk, be better when it's easier to exist in ignorance. It takes hard work, consistency, tough skin, and God, some say a higher power, to walk through that lifelong journey that is the new you. Now, the last part of the prayer is, and the wisdom to know the difference. The key to this portion is the word difference. I understood this part of the prayer more one day when I was washing dishes and a song called Pretty Baby by my fellow Milwaukee and Eric Benet came on. It brought back so many memories. I wanted to sit in that moment. So I closed my eyes. I envisioned sitting on my aunt's deck. The sky was blue with big white puffy clouds. The sun was warm on my skin. I could smell the smoke from the grill and I just smiled. I could hear my grandparents laughing and the sounds of the kids playing in the pool. I had to open my eyes because tears started flowing down my face. I got choked up because that was a very beautiful moment. And most times those beautiful moments also led to drinking and the possibility of chaos. But I still miss those moments because we had fun, a lot of fun. But please remember the word fun is in dysfunction for a reason. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. The word fun is in dysfunction for a reason. I cannot deny my family was full of love, hugs, great memories. But that's where the wisdom to know the difference comes in. The thing is, you know what you grow in. The love I was taught had some chaos. So as long as I pass on love and be mindful to leave the chaos in the past, that is the wisdom to know the difference. That is the serene journey that God has for you. So you trust him. This is the end of the episode, but we did receive a question this time that I'd like to address. The question was, do you coach people outside of your city? The answer is, of course. I've been doing telecoachings for a long time, and I've been doing coachings on Zoom for a few years as well. You can sign up at codependentcoaching.com. Please subscribe and tell your friends about this podcast if you think it can help them. If you'd like to be a guest to share your story, email codependentme at outlook.com. Talk to you next time. And until then, remember, you and your story matters. Take care. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.